Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Fight! Everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and once again, if you couldn't tell by the little intro there, we are doing a versus episode. So if I'm doing a versus episode, I need my partner in crime from Conversations with Jason and Pete and from the YouTube channel You and Stomach, it's Jason. Jason, what's going on? Hey, Jay. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Nothing's, nothing exciting going on here <laughs> except for our newest battle. Exactly, for our newest battle. So if you remember last time Jason and I did a, a versus, we had our dream uh, All-Valley 18 and under karate tournament where we crowned Miguel Diaz as the champion. So uh, we kind of figured with Game of Thrones coming to an end, uh, you know, despite what you think, you know, you're happy, you're sad, whatever. We're not here to debate. Uh, this is a versus, so we're here to fight. So when you think of Game of Thrones, what naturally, what what reality or what uh, book or, or movie or film kind of you think would be a great one to go along with it? Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. I mean, it's a no-brainer. So, you right. know, we're not going to debate which is better. We're going to settle it in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so we've uh, we decided, uh, you know, each week that we do this for the next couple of weeks, we're going to have different combatants uh, from each side come out and kind of face each other. We try to make some good matchups between them. Uh, and and today, I think we're starting off with a good one. Uh, if I was George R.R. Martin or J.R.R. Token, I'd probably call this the Battle of Ginger Deep. <laughs> Yeah, the the, uh, the daywalkers. <laughs> if you watch exactly. South Park, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we have coming from Lord of the Rings. Uh, he is the son of Gloin. He is Gimli the dwarf. And on the other side, uh, representing Game of Thrones, we have Tormund Giant Spain. I think this is going to be an epic match. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I think we we picked uh, for for our, our second match. Um, that, that's that's pretty good. I mean, the the first one with the uh, with Cobra Kai that was just a, a a you know a break in for all of our listeners. This one is is where we want to go with it, and it's gonna snowball to a giant fight at the end of our two favorite wannabe fighters so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And the funny thing is, is you know, I think if these two met. I think it would start off. They would be drinking buddies, like from the get go. <laughs> well, okay, let's let's start right from there. Drinking okay. buddies. Who's going to drink each other under the table? See, now that's that's the thing is <laughs> is we see on on the show, Tormund drinks, and I believe because I, I had to look it up, it's like soured goat's milk. Like he he constantly, you know, he carries it around. He he almost seems to have a never ending supply of it, even yes. though. He, yeah, even though half the time when he drinks it, he's spilling it all over himself. <laughs> he wears um, more than he drinks, I think. <laughs> exactly. It's like they say, like they say, the beard is like a crumb catcher. It's like his beard is like <laughs> it's like a an ale catcher. <laughs> it's a giant beer sponge. It's just <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and like apparently, it's more potent than uh ale or, or wine or anything like that because he gets uh john snow to try it and john snow like looks like he's going to be sick after he drinks it <laughs> well but, i mean the, the only person i ever know to drink sours sour milk would be like the alien from alien nation so that would be <laughs> the only other creature i would ever know oh i'm sorry luke skywalker but we're not going to talk about that one well i don't know that's blue milk so i, I don't know <laughs> But that's actually that's actually funny because I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, he's drinking soured milk. Like that gets you that gets you drunk. But then, yeah, Alien Nation. That's that's what got them drunk was the soured right. milk. So exactly, that was their beer. So I think I think we just found your next you and stomach video. Nope, no, <laughs> that would be a definite no. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't. I would not have the nerve. But um, I don't even like I don't even like yogurt. So just. We'll pass oh, the milk. <laughs> yeah, so forget that then. Um, yeah. 
right. Gimli, Gimli's he he he's been you know seen to kind of down a, a pint or five or eight or uh, like he he oh, definitely yeah. loves to indulge. Yes, and I think <sighs> it's capitalism that he has. I know, I know. Uh, was uh, tur- now how do you say his name? I torment. Torment. Yeah, that's that's kind of okay. yeah. yeah. Well, we see Tormund drinking constantly at any of the any of the uh, the battle celebrations and just riding in general. He has his his giant horn that he uses that for his his ale or his his sour milk, and uh, we mm-hmm. see him drinking constantly. But we see Gimli. Gimli does drink, but we don't see him drinking to it as excess as we see Tormund. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's. More and he drinks a lot of beer. Uh, Gimli does. You can tell that he is, and he wears it just as well as Tormund. He definitely does. He he he's more of a connoisseur because he loves yeah. he loves the ale. He loves the salted pork, uh, right. and he loves and he loves the pipe because when he thought he lost yes. his pipe, oh boy, that that was trouble. So yes. he, he's more of a glutton. But I, I think in, in a straight out drinking battle, I think round one goes to Tormund. <laughs> Definitely, yes, definitely that. I mean, he, he hands down, he would drink uh, Gimli under the table, even though Gimli can walk under the table. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All righty, so I think we should look at each one of these uh, combatants and kind of pros and cons, and maybe we'll come to a decision. Who knows? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start with Gimli, I guess. That's, right. that's probably a good place to start. All right, so... Initial thoughts, like when I first thought of this matchup, my first thought going in is one advantage that Gimli definitely has is he is sporting dwarven-made arms and armor. Uh, yes. It, in Lord of the Rings, that is prized. You know, dwarven craftsmanship is prized. And really, if you look at any fantasy realm um, on the Xbox, I love playing the Dragon Age series, and dwarven arms and armor there is it's it's highly prized for its sound craftsmanship so right off the bat you know that's to me that's one check mark so when we came up with this this battle like what were sort of some of your initial thoughts on Gimli Gimli I mean he and, and we're going by like weaponry right now or you want to go just 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 like your first like when you first thought like what was the first thing that popped into your head that was like oh this this clearly gives him an advantage like something like okay. that I agree that the armor and the weaponry do, but uh, I think with Gimli being as old as he is, which I think he's like 139 or 129, somewhere around there, when when we do see him in, in Lord of the Rings, when he becomes mm-hmm. part of the Fellowship, that he has experience behind him and a heritage behind him that's not even doesn't even come close by Tormund. Yeah, absolutely. He he definitely. Um... Like I said, he's the son of Gloin, and if you saw or read The Hobbit, Gloin was one of the dwarves that accompanied Thorn Oakenshield and, and Bilbo and, and all of that uh, on their quest, uh, and he was a fierce warrior. Another thing I look at with Gimli is, you know, when we did this matchup, uh, the two of us actually did a lot of research, and... I really went online and I tried to find a lot of like character sheets for for Gimli because obviously uh, Jonathan Reese Davies who played him was really six feet tall. So right. you know, the, yeah. So by all accounts, uh, Gimli is about he is four feet tall and he's roughly right. 100, 150 pounds. Every single opponent he's ever fought is most likely bigger than him. Maybe he's taken on some dwarves and, and some brawls and things, but for the most part. He's used to fighting somebody much bigger than him. And when we looked up Tormund, um, I took the stats off of the actor that portrayed him, uh, a Norwegian actor. Uh, I cannot remember his name right now, but he is six feet tall, 215 pounds. If you kind of look at the world of Westeros and, and um, Game of Thrones there, dwarves were pretty much like what we saw with Tyrion. and. Yes. Peter Dinklage, who played Tyrion, uh, is actually four foot five, I believe, and maybe okay. 110, 115 pounds. But he's not a fighter, and I think right. most most dwarves or most little people in Westeros, they're they're not fighters, so he's not used to that. He won't be intimidated by it, but it's it's a whole different strategy when you're fighting down like that. Somebody who's 
two feet shorter than you where for Gimli fighting somebody two feet taller. It's like, he does this every day. It's no problem for him. Yeah. That's, that's normal for him. And when he takes on, like you were saying, takes on people larger than him, you really don't see him taking, like you said, anybody smaller or the same size. I mean, there is some maybe smaller orcs or things like that, but for the most part, he was fighting some of the giants, some of the, uh, the orcs that are huge, massive creatures. And, and the, the dogs that they rode. And he was taking them down with one swing with the axe or a sword, mainly the axe. And he mm-hmm. he didn't even break a sweat. I mean, he was doing it extremely well for his size, his weight. He was way outclassed in that size, but he held his own. I mean, he, he did not hesitate. He did not back down from any fight or any creature that came at him. He was ready. Yeah, and I, I think that's like another thing. And I think this this speaks to both fighters here. I'm not going to question either one of their bravery. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. Gimli will charge into any fight. Every opponent he faces is bigger. And and exactly what you said is true, uh, especially when he was, uh, we see it uh, at the Battle of Helm's Deep uh, in Two Towers, where he and Legolas are like having that, who, who gets more kills. He's going to take on as many people as he can, as many orcs as he can, the bigger, the better, the better for him. Uh, and, and Tormund, you know, Tormund will fight anybody. He'll fight right. the Night's Watch. He'll fight the Army of the Dead. Uh, he joined Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, um, you know, against the Boltons, who are, you know, they're famous, they're famous for being sadists. And, you know, if you tell him there's a fight and there's a chance to probably you know, get some more sour goat's milk or whatever it is. He's there. He's he, I, I, I cannot recall a time where he would back down even a uh, battle of Hardhelm, where they're trying to come and get, uh, you know, all the Northern folk, you know, come on, come South, come South of the wall. The army, of the dead is coming. And when the army, of the dead does come, uh, you know, you see a lot of them headed for the water, swimming after the ships, and Tormund is going in the opposite direction, basically taking on an army of zombies. So I, right. I'm not, I'm not going to question either one of their bravery. No, I, either, either would I. I mean, if I was faced with either one of them, I don't even want to have to choose. I'm going to run. I, 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 and there is no way I, I would want to even stand in front of either one of them and say, yeah, I'm going to take, take you on. Because I think fight for fight, they're pretty equal. And, and like you brought up with uh, his contest with Legolas, I think that Gimli did win that with 42 over 41, but it was, you know, they were debating it and they were fighting. They were, you know, arguing back and forth and playfully on who yes. actually won. Where I think that, that Tormund, I think he took down a lot more White Walkers than, than uh, Gimli and Legolas combined took down the orcs. Oh, absolutely. Um and even even when they attacked Castle Black, I mean, he was taking out members of the Night's Watch. Now, when I was talking with somebody about that, that you know, they pretty much said, well, you know, members of the Night Night's Watch, they're not really trained or anything, but there's arrows flying, there's axes swinging. I don't care. Uh, there's you know, there's it's, catap- catapults, every, everything they could throw at him, they were throwing at him, and he was out there in the mix of it, not backing down, taking, taking on all of them. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I think both of these guys really possess is almost, well, more so with Gimli, uh, is their endurance because, again, oh, yeah, you, yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, if you go back to Two Towers, when they were tracking um, Pippin and Mary, right. uh, they, they ran for miles for days like they they just just constantly you know nonstop, um taking very few breaks and they they ran after them Tormund, i have to figure the guys got endurance being north of the wall they're constantly on the move uh you know initially they marched all the way down to take over castle black they climbed the wall which is no small feat so again you know very brave guys, very strong, and very, you know, their endurance is very, very high. So any, any kind of other initial thoughts you have on either one of these guys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Gimli in that one. I mean, th- that one, Gimli, you, you're talking about endurance. He did run for, those, for days and days, and he had to keep up with Argon 
Aragon, uh, is, however you say, Aragon, mm-hmm. and Legolas. And Legolas, being elf, is pretty much unlimited endurance. I mean, he is running without even – he runs on top of snow. <laughs> so that's not mm-hmm. even slowing him down. But Gimli will keep up with him. And he, he even makes a couple – couple remarks like hey like dwarves aren't made for for long distance we're made for short bursts of speed or just short distances but he's keeping up with them not only with his endurance but he's keeping up with him carrying all the weaponry also that he has to carry he he goes into the battle with an axe and knives and everything else that he carries and that short of stature short legs short body and the weight that he's carrying for that size he he i think could take take Tormund in an endurance on a, on a long distance endurance. I think, I mean, fighting wise. Yeah. Endurance, endurance fighting. They pretty much equal each other, but with long distance running and just trying to get somewhere, I think, uh, Gimli's going to take him. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, when they were tracking Pippin and Mary, he's carrying his weapons and he's carrying a full suit of armor, which again, right. when I, when I was looking up character sheets, one of the things that they did say about that, about his strength is, you know, by all accounts, when he carries all this stuff, it's like nothing to him. It's like, right. he's wearing a light jacket and, you know, carrying a fishing pole. It's nothing. So he's running. I think that, that tracking that they did at Pippin and Mary, was a span of three to four days. So almost running nonstop for three to four days, carrying a full suit of armor, uh, an ax and, and his other assorted weapons. And, you know, he's probably at the end of that. If there was a battle, he'd be ready for it. Like not even break a sweat. Let's go. Let's, let's get some orcs. And I, I know that Gimli wasn't in uh, with uh, the Hobbit, but his, his kinmen were. Mm-hmm. And, when they were fortifying the mountain, when they were coming after the, 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 the dwarves, they were fortifying the mountain. If you remember, they were picking up the stones and they were piling them up to make a, a, a wall. Mm-hmm. I don't see Tormund picking up stone like that. I mean, he might be able to pick up some here and there and, and move them. But dwarves are made for building, and that takes a lot of strength and a lot of endurance also. Yeah, and, you know, again, I'm just going to, talk about dwarves in general in fantasy realms because they're those master builders and those master craftsmen you know their strength and endurance is legendary from you know building castles and things like that uh and working in the forge another sort of side effect of that is you know not only do these guys have some of the best armor on their skin legendarily it's tough because they work in the forge uh, they're working, like picking up stones, just like you said, nonstop. So it's almost like they've developed a, a tough skin. Um, you know, and I, I, it's not to say that torment is a baby in, in any way, right. yeah. but I, I think it's like you have this incredible warrior in probably the best suit of armor out there. And if Tormund gets lucky and is able to hit sort of like a weak point on that armor, well, you know, his skin can kind of take it. Uh, I mean, right. not not sword proof, but I mean, it's tough. It's tough. He's tough. And I think we got to start saying some nice stuff about Tormund because I feel like it's, it's really <laughs> swinging Kimley's way here. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, let me let me start with Tormund. Uh, Go ahead. He. I think he is driven not only by just his, his needs to, to con- not conquer, but just to survive. Where, where Gimli's not there to survive, he's there to help. He's, he's mm-hmm. pretty much there as, as a protector, a helper. He's on a quest. Where Tormund, he's there as survival. Yeah, he's on a quest also, but he's not there to throw a ring or anything like that. He's there to stop the end of pretty much everybody. Where, where mm-hmm. He, need, they, he needs his clan to survive. And what drives him, what drives Tormund is, I think, his, his family, which is not only Jon Snow, but also his siblings, not his siblings, his, his kids. He had four kids, a daughter and three sons. Mm-hmm. And I think he looks at that as his family. He's there to protect his family. Where, where, I'm sorry, Gimli, he doesn't have that family anymore. He, he, he's just driven by his friendships with Aragon, Aragon oh, I can never say his name, Aragon, <laughs> Aragon. and, and, mm-hmm. and Bilbo and or not Bilbo, but uh, Frodo, P- mm-hmm. Pippin, all of them. That's his family. I mean, granted, that's a great family, but it's not his blood relatives. 
And I think, I think he's really driven yeah. by that. Yeah, and I think like another thing to add on is again, neither one of these guys is going to back down from a fight, but right. I think Tormund is more likely to start a fight or pick a fight. Oh, like he yes. it, it's it's like breathing is to us, fighting is to him, and if he even if he doesn't think there's going to be a fight, he'll start one just because. Right. Uh, the, only, the, only way, mm-hmm. the only way I think that Gimli would do that is if he, in the beginning, before he got the note of Legolas, he was ready mm-hmm. to fight any elf that came at him or, or even stepped up to him. Because mm-hmm. he detested elves. <laughs> and I think any elf that he would encounter, he would fight no matter what, even unprovoked. He would, he would, I think he would start a fight with him. But not now. Now that he knows, knows uh, Legolas and knows the, the elven folk, he, he's not doing that anymore. Yeah, and he doesn't see the type that would just start a brawl for for no right. reason. Where where Tormund absolutely would like it's it's fun for him. He, you know, it, it's almost like you know the day's not complete unless I've bashed somebody's head in. Right. Um, like another thing to look at. So you know, we talked about um, Gimli, his his weapons, his armor. So Tormund, you know, we see it on the series. He's essentially wearing hide like animal hide animal skins i wouldn't take that lightly because um a couple of reasons first of all uh again talking to another friend of mine who's you know with very he's very much into sort of like the medieval uh history and whatnot especially arms and armor who's he told me he said most likely what torment is wearing it's not so much just animal skin it's you know it's probably been tanned it's probably been boiled so Animal hide, animal leather is tough already. When you tan it and boil it, it makes it that much tougher, so much so that it could withstand you know, the slash of a sword or a slash of an axe. Now, right. obviously, you work on it long enough, it will rip, it'll shred. But it's it could take a blow. The other thing, too, is it's... You know, it's it's thick. Uh, you know, he's got to stay warm. He's north of the wall. So it's like padding. Um, the ancient knights, underneath their suit of armor, had a padded jacket called the gambeson. And what that did is if somebody hit a knight with a mace, if they didn't have that padding underneath them, it would be like they were a bell and they got rung. Like, they would feel right. it. So that added padding. So my thinking is, is Gimli... Again, he's used to fighting somebody bigger. He's going to come at him almost like a battering ram. He's going to try to, you know, you watch some of the fights. He almost kind of leads with his axe handle. Like he wants to knock the person, knock him off balance, maybe knock him down, then start swinging. He tries that on Tormund. Tormund's almost got like like a, a, a tough padded suit on. You know, it's Gimli's coming at him like you know, like a bowling ball almost, but he's going to be able to kind of withstand some of those attacks. So I think like people would look at it and say, you know, he's really just wearing clothes. Gimli should be able to chop right through him. That suit he's wearing, it's, it's no joke. Like it, it, it could take some punishment. And I, I think that's something we also have to consider. Yeah. You don't know how many layers he's wearing either. I mean, you, you think he's just wearing like a layer or two, but you know, he's probably wearing I'm going to say six or seven layers because he needs like he's out there in the wilderness. He's in the freezing cold. He's in the north. He calls he calls Westeros the south, even though mm-hmm. it's in the north. He, he, he says it's very it's warm down here. I need to get back north so <laughs> he's, that to, and to us. Uh, October is cold, so <laughs> we're, we're bundling up. So we are babies compared to him. So he, I mean, he probably can survive in our winters with shorts and a T-shirt. Where where he goes to winter, where his home is, north of the wall, he mm-hmm. is bundled to the extreme. I mean, you look at a bear. A bear's hide is thick. They're out there living, not even a worry in the world that they're going to freeze to death. Polar bears, bears, any of those Arctic animals, their hide is what's keeping them warm. Their hair, which is pretty much water-resistant, waterproof, is keeping the rain off of them, the water. Any type of moisture like that is just wicked right off of him. So the, the, he has a great advantage on that for, for the, the durability of what he is wearing. But, I mean, I know Gimli, Gimli has the armor also. He has the, the, the dwarf armor and the thick, the skin to, to match. So it would be a, it would be a nice, little, uh, nice little competition on who, whose hide is strongest wearing <laughs> and having what they have. 
And it, also, mm-hmm. in addition, Gimli does the, a lot of the forging and everything of the of the uh, the weapons. And we True. saw with them doing doing the gold, making the giant gold river, which was mm-hmm. horribly CGI'd. <laughs> but I mean, the heat coming off of that, all that melted gold, you know he's getting splashed, his skin's getting hit. He doesn't complain. I don't know right. about Tormund. I, I mean, it, it, is he going to complain when, go, when hot gold hits him? I don't know. I'm not going to ask you, but <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say he would probably complain a little bit, but it would be a good fight. It'd be a good, good, uh, almost equal. I think. I, I think it would be pretty equal. I think one, one kind of disadvantage Tormund, you know, in Tormund's uh, corner there, unlike Gimli, he's not trained. I mean, he's right. a pure straight up brawler. You know, he pretty much had to learn to fight from the beginning for survival. I don't think north of the wall with all their tribes or even when Mance Raider united them, you know, the king beyond the wall and all that. I don't think he has the time to like, let's let's have a weapons class and let's learn about defense and this and that because they have to worry about White Walkers, the Army of the Dead. Uh, They have to get food. They have to get shelter. They have to build fires. You don't have time to do that formal kind of training, so it's all instinct. So Gimli, on the other hand, he's clearly trained, and like I said, he obviously trains for people bigger than him because he knows everybody he faces is bigger than him. So that could kind of throw the favor towards Gimli a bit. I don't think Tormund would really know how to like approach a fight with a dwarf of his, his strength <laughs> of Gimli's strength. I mean, he, he would be, he would look at, he would look at Gimli and be like, Oh, look at this little guy. <laughs> he's four foot. He's two foot smaller than me. This is going to be a breeze. It's like fighting Tyrion, but <laughs> a little surprise well, for him. <laughs> well, but I think though, I think it's like when you look, when you, when he sees Gimli, I don't think he's going to mistake him for a Tyrion because he's no, no. he's obviously wider, he's broader, he's stocky, and he's going to be suited up, and it's going to be clear from the get-go that he knows how to handle himself. I he's think a warrior. Yeah, I mean, he, he is. I think he'll find it interesting that a little person is coming at him. But I don't oh, think yeah. he'll care. I don't think he'll care very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not going to stop him from raising his uh, sword to fight yeah. and defend himself. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing is we see throughout the series he he kind of uses whatever weapon he gets his hands on, whatever is dropped, whatever he snatches from somebody else. Um, he might not know the proper way to use it, but. I believe when they stormed when they stormed the castle when they stormed Castle Black, um, as he's kind of cutting through sort of the rank and file, um, it, it's not the Lord Commander because uh, he wasn't there, but it was sort of like um, I guess sort of like the captain, uh, and I forget the character's name. He's obviously somebody who has been trained, right? Tormund went toe-to-toe with him uh, and kind of held his own and actually even wounded him. So he may not be trained, but I think almost like force of will. Like if he he has that goal, I want to take Castle Black, I want to get rid of the crows, he'll fight. And he'll fight up to the – almost to the quality of the person you put in front of him. Right. I mean he he is what we would call now like a street fighter, like a – Learn on the streets, street wise, street smart, street fighter. That he knows moves. He he knows his own moves. He knows how to use the weapons. He picks it up. He uses it. He uses it the best of his ability. And just like anybody in like in a city that needs to have a street fight, they'll pick up a trash can. They'll pick up a lid. They'll pick up anything they can, a pipe. And they may not know how to use it, but they can use it because that's what they have to do. They have to improvise on the spot. And use what they they have available. Where Gimli, he has the weapons, he has the knowledge, but if you, he loses that axe or if he loses that sword, he's going to be hurting. He'll just pick up a rock and be like, "I'm just going to throw it." He won't bash. He'll just throw. Or I think Tormund will bash. Yeah, and I I can't recall in any of the three movies of ever seeing Gimli like get into like grappling anybody or 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 coming down to really fists like he's never we've never seen him disarm where uh watching some clips of torment i think it was the battle of the bastards where he's taken on uh an opponent who's roughly his size and 
you know, they're they're kind of slugging each other and slashing and this and that. And his opponent gets the better of him. And, it, and there's a scene where he's like, he's headbutting Tormund like two, three, four times. And Tormund bit him. Tormund bit right. him on the <laughs> neck. And th- there's that improvisation. Like, Gimli is formally trained. He's never been disarmed. If Tormund disarms him, what does he do? Like, he's right. never been in a brawl. Right. And it, it, it kind of reminds me of, I, I don't know if you ever watched any MMA or anything like that, mm-hmm. but there, there, there was a, a guy years ago that has since passed away that started out at like a, on YouTube and started out in street fights named Kimbo Slice. Oh, yeah. Larger, oh, yeah. larger black man, mohawk, looked like a Mr. T type, mm-hmm. bigger than Mr. T, of course, and a lot more tougher. <laughs> but, uh, Kim, <laughs> and Kimbo Slice went from street brawler YouTube guy to MMA fighter. And he did all right. Now, the MMA fighters are actually trained. A lot of them with grappling, uh, I guess, uh, jiu-jitsu and other forms of martial arts. And he held his own for a while there. I mean, yeah, he did get his butt kicked a few times. But I think he took him by, took the, uh, the professionals by surprise by putting him in the ring with him. Because he knew how to street fight, just like mm-hmm. Foreman would. And that was a, that was a good advantage because he was unpredictable. You could not predict what movie he was going to do or how he was going to use his body. Yeah, and and I think that's you know I think where Ghibli might have the superior training and, and maybe the superior weapons and armor. Torment is very unpredictable, especially right. if he had been drinking before. Like I said, if if these two met up in a pub and they're sharing <laughs> some pints and this and that, and it spilled out and became a brawl. Uh, you know, Gimli's going to go for the axe where Tormund might start throwing punches or pick him up or throw a table or, or a chair at him. And or a Gimli, person. yeah, or a person. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've never seen Gimli in a situation like that. Uh, would no. he be able to adapt to it? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 would, I don't think so, but we, we can't tell. We're just exactly. here to discuss it and debate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think, though, I think this would be a great fight. I think it would be a knockdown, drag-out battle to the point where these guys are almost going to fight to exhaustion because right. neither neither one is going to yield. Like, you're going to have no. to – like, one's going to say to the other, like, I- I'm not yielding. You're, you're going to have to kill me. I'm not giving up. Right. I agree. And yeah. It, the, I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know where I was going to go with that after that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to go off off kilter, but I, I'll, I'll remain on topic a little bit more. So, <laughs> no problem, no worries. Um, I think though. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, let's 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 put all fighting arms, milit- like uh, the weaponry aside, the, what they wear. Let's mm-hmm. go with just the person themselves. Uh, sort of like you you started out this this podcast saying it's the the battle of the 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 gingers. <laughs> Who has the best beard? Oh wow, that's tough because because you know Gimli Gimli kind of styles his a bit. He's got the the braided hair in it, and uh, it's it's pretty big, it's pretty thick. But Tormund's is just it's Tormund's matches him. It's wild. Yes. It is just a wild yes. beard. Uh, I I think I think I'm going to go with Tormund. Tor- Tormund yeah. uh, is the beard guy. <laughs> Yeah, as rough and as tough as Gimli is, he has a pretty boy beard. It's braided. He has mm-hmm. a little bit of thing. What, what was her? Uh, what was the the Galadriel? A piece of her hair tied in it. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know he cherishes that hair, but yes, still tied in your beard. Be a man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I, I I would go with Tormund also with the beard. <laughs> so. And and he has no qualms about making it messy. Like you said, he just pours that sour milk all over him and just goes about his business thinking women are attracted to him and men want to be him. So, Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Uh, he, he definitely – he is not lacking in confidence. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> he, he lays eyes on Brienne of Tarth and he's like, I'm, ha- I'm having babies with that woman. Like, like there's right. no discussion. <laughs> right. And he would knight her over and over. So that was the one of the best lines ever. <laughs> that was, uh, I, 
I, I do have to say, though, uh, when he finally realized, though, and I know a little oh. off topic, when he finally realized that her heart was for Jamie, he was a man. He was a man about it. He was like, you know what? He's the better man in that aspect. He won her heart, and he, he, didn't, he didn't challenge him. He, didn't, he accepted it, and he moved on. And I, I thought that was, that was actually a very good scene or, you know, with that. He did move on, but not after shedding a few tears and trying to have a, a good guy moment with the, with the, the hound. And the hound wasn't having it, so <laughs> yes, he, he, picked, he picked the wrong guy. <laughs> I think that told. I think that told Torman to to suck it up and and to move on right there. Uh, well, well, let me ask you because you you brought up the hound just real quick. Yeah, who do you think is tougher, the hound or Tormund? I I'm gonna have to go with the hound. Mm-hmm. I, I just really have to go. I mean. Like you said, off topic a little bit. I mean, he did go up against his brother at the end, fought his brother, didn't win, didn't lose. They both died, but he held his own with his brother. It was pretty much Frankenstein's monster. And yeah. <laughs> you can't say that for Tormund. I think Tormund would have fallen. And, you know, that's a fight that he walked into. He knew – I think he knew from the moment he saw his brother uh, when everybody went to meet up at – at the Red Keep to kind of form a truce and fight the army of the dead. And he saw what happened to his brother. He knew this fight's yeah. coming and he knew it's a fight. He's not going to come back from. And he still, he went after it. He was like, this, this has to be done and I'm not coming back from it. Like he knew. And he, he, he walked, he walked headlong into it right. through fire, which right. is which the is one thing fear. he fears. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think, like you said, he knew it at the time when he saw him at the was it the Red Keep, you said? Yeah. That mm-hmm. he saw him. Well, I think he knew it before that. I think when when they when when they were growing up, he had to live up to his big brother and he had to show his big brother that he was as tough and as as big as his big brother. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew from the very beginning after they, they, they departed and he was scarred that he knew the only way he was going to show his big brother that he was as good was to kill him. Yeah, and it was a it's a sad thing to see brother against brother like that, but that's how it is sometimes in reality, also. Yeah, it is. Well, do you think we have a winner, or or I, what? Like, I, what, what? What do you think? I want to. There's winners and losers on each of the categories that we did. So yeah. I, I, I I didn't keep track score or anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a tie because both the characters were amazing in each of their own realms, each of their own fantasy realms. Mm-hmm. And I think they held their own to what they were given. And if you threw Gimli into the world of, of Westeros and, and with, with Tormund and had, had the roles reversed, mm-hmm. who knows how they would be? I mean, they would be the same guy fighting the same way. We don't know. And we don't know who would survive, but I think it's an equal fight all around. I think it would start off, I think, you know, Gimli being a polished fighter, he would really take the fight to him. And Tormund might be thrown off by it, you know, right. somebody so small with so much skill. But I think he would hold his own, you know, he's got the brute strength. I mean, granted, right. we, we discussed how strong Gimli and dwarves are in general. Exactly. But he's got the strength and endurance to keep up with it. And I think... Once he realizes, you know, what what is kind of coming at him, you know, this much smaller opponent, but able to hold his own, he's he's going to he's going to do something. He's going to he's going to kick him. He's going to bite him. He's going to throw something at him. He's going to kind of throw Gimli off his game. There's going to be a brawl. Gimli is not going to back down. And I, I think you're right. I think this is almost going to end in a tie. With the two they're of them being pre- exhausted and drinking together, I think. If and, not and, killing each other, they'd be drinking together. And I and I think that's exactly it. I think, you know, it's gonna be a tie, and at the end, they're they're just gonna kinda head off to the pub. Uh he's gonna introduce Gimli to, to sour goat's milk. Gimli will be game for it. Can he handle <laughs> it? We'll have to see. But right. I, I think it will be a tie. I, I think Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, but I'm just wondering how it, it, they would either both have to pass out or almost kind of without 
admitting defeat, almost kind of come up with an excuse to end the fight or something. Right, walk to walk away to for 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 just. I think Torman would just be. Brian's waiting for me. Jamie's dead. I'm going. <laughs> and, and I think. And, and I think. And Gimli I think would be Gimli like, you know relate. what? Uh, right. <laughs> Gimli would be like, yeah, I got my mountain back. I- I'm leaving. Let's go. Let's. <laughs> everything's settled. We're done. Saruman's dead. Let's let's end this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh wow, that's a. I think it's a pretty good matchup. I think it's a pretty good yeah. way to kind of kick off this Game of Thrones versus Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, but let me ask you, just overall in general, which series did you prefer? Wow. Uh, there's so much to work with with Lord of the Rings. I I love the fantasy part of Lord of the Rings. I know mm-hmm. both of them are fantasy, but the fantasy part of Lord of the Rings, I I have never in my life played Dungeons and Dragons or any 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 of the type of role playing games board games or anything like that and i i the last video game system i ever played was or i actually owned was an atari 2600 uh (laughs) yeah that's old school (laughs) right (laughs) that was in the 80s so i i didn't i don't have the background of of dungeons and dragons but i love the fantasy the elves the dwarves the orcs the magic i love that part of lord of the rings i just really enjoyed it it was a great escape from the regular like Star Wars sci-fi movies that we're all used to in the city. And I did read the books also. So I, mm-hmm. I, I have both aspects of, 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 of the movies and the, uh, the books. Whereas it's, I'm, I'm right now starting with book one of game of Thrones after mm-hmm. the series is finished. Now I'm starting with book one and loving it. And I just want to see the differences. So I, I'm going to cool. go with Lord of the Rings for me. It it really was really well done. It was an epic piece. Well, eight pieces or six pieces or whatever they had. They had so many movies. <laughs> yeah. They had almost as many movies as, as Game of Thrones had episodes. But true, I, I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, both both series were were they were great. They were epic series. But I think where there were some fantasy elements in uh, Game of Thrones. Not as heavy as Lord of the Rings. I mean, we had so many different races. Magic was prevalent. And I actually, you know, enjoyed the use of magic in Lord of the Rings. Like, it wasn't... I kind of appreciated the fact that Gandalf wasn't just shooting lightning bolts and casting spells. <laughs> and it's it's like his magic worked for him when he needed it. It's, it's you know, he he's he's a guy. You, you put a sword in his hand, he, he knows what to do with it. Yes. Um, I just, I just think it was a bit grander. Um, I, I did kind of like that tale of, you know, bringing the ring from from uh, the Shire all the way out to Mount Doom and uh, all the interesting characters there. That's not to say I didn't enjoy Game of Thrones. I did, but I, I would same thing. I would give the edge to uh, Lord of the Rings. One of the reasons, also, I, I would give it to Lord of the Rings. The build up from beginning to end and how they ended was drastically better in Lord of the Rings than it was in Game of Thrones. I love the end of Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. A mm-hmm. lot of people hated it. I liked how they ended the, the, the series and I can't wait for books, I think six and seven because it continues on. I want right. to read those, but yeah. the, I mean, they ended it well. They had John going off. They had everybody going off in their directions. The, the people that, that needed to die died and, it, it was well done. I thought it was well done. I know a lot of people disagree with me. And a million mm-hmm. other people out there signed a petition to get it redone. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be like telling uh, tell them to do, redo Lord of the Rings, which I don't ever see that happening. They better never, ever do that. So, but no, please don't. The ending, the ending for Lord of the Rings was, was I thought, was better. And it just, for, it just finalized it a lot better than, than they did for uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, it was a great tale. Uh, it had a great ending. And look, I know one is cinema, one is TV. But for TV, you know, Game of Thrones staged, you know, in later season, they staged some epic battles. Yes. But you look at and in this series, uh, my favorite book and movie was The Two Towers. Yeah. When, when, you, when you see them defending Helm's Deep, and 
just the whole, you know, they're, they're defending it. They're falling back. Uh, we have the scene where Aragorn and Gimli go out the side door and Gimli, you know, toss me. <laughs> yeah, toss right. me into the orcs. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> Don't uh, tell that, him. <laughs> he's like, Don't tell the elf. I love that. Right. Um, everything where, you know, Aragorn convinces uh, Theoden to make, to make one last ride. And he remembers uh, Gandalf's words on the third day, you know, look to the east and the riders of Rohan are there and they come sweeping over that mountain. I mean, that's just epic. It is epic. It it gives you chills. It's it's chilling. I think it's one of my favorite cinematic battle scenes ever is, is, is that whole entire from when the orcs march up and, and they're all poised there. And the, the one guy lets his arrow loose too early. <laughs> yes. Oh. To, uh, which was funny. Cause he's like, Oh, sorry. He's an older <laughs> man. I mean, come on. He was, he was pretty much a, a geriatric up there holding, holding the arrow back and he makes a perfect shot. So <laughs> Exactly. So let's not fault the guy. <laughs> Whoa, come on. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was it was an epic battle, and again, just just seeing the riders of Rohan sweep over the top and just cut through the orcs. Oh, it right. was it was incredible! It was incredible. Wow, this was this was a great one. This is, I think, yes. just like last week, this was a great one. Yeah, it was good. Really I had nice. a lot of fun. So again, just like uh, we said last time, uh, Jason has a podcast, Conversations with Jason and Pete, and you guys just put out a new episode. Yes, we did. And th- th- what we talked about, we talked about actually my my YouTube channel, which is Ewan's Stomach. Uh, it's uh, E-W-E-N-S. I'm sorry, E-W-E-N apostrophe S. Stomach. It's not a competition channel. It's not an eating contest channel. Even though my second video, I do try. I do take on the Friendly's Challenge, <laughs> Friendly's Restaurant Challenge. Uh, I did it out of fun. If I didn't win, that would have made for a great video also because I probably would have thrown up at the table and I would have showed everybody. I don't care. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not... I, I, right. That's what we talked about. I was like, you know what? Yeah. My co-host and I, Pete, we, we, mm-hmm. uh, he, he came on and said, let's talk about it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So we talked about my two videos that I have on that channel. Yeah, and I'm not going to give any spoilers here. Definitely head on over to You and Stomach on YouTube. Check them out. They're great videos. Uh, ate some spicy ramen, uh, or as our good friend Pete called it, Chewbacca ramen. Like, yes, that was. <laughs> well, I, I, I started. I, I couldn't remember the name. It's, it's like Manchak Manachin, or Man... the way I said it. He goes, "You mean Chewbacca?" I'm like, oh, "Yeah, sure. Let's go with that." Sure, let's go with that. Chewbacca's ramen. <laughs> um yeah so definitely check check both of those things out uh and please you know when you check out the youtube channel subscribe to it uh and it sounds like you're gonna have some good content coming up pretty soon so yeah stay tuned check that out anything else you want to plug jason not particularly no (laughs) i I, i'm pretty good on my end (laughs) sounds good you you guys can check out my my facebook page my i'm not i don't have facebook i Instagram page. It's a family heart fun food. Uh, you can find a link to my uh, YouTube page there also. Yeah, and definitely, I would say if you're if you're a lover of comic books, check out Jason's uh, Instagram page, uh, Family Heart Fun Food. Yes, I believe, yeah. Check that out because you're you're constantly like the 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 comics you find in your house or you trade with other people. Uh, you're constantly putting them up there. And is that something? Because I know you had asked that question on your Instagram. Like, are you looking for people to trade? Like, kind of do an old fashioned comic book swap with? Are you Are you still looking for that? Yes, I am. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's in the works right now. We're a local comic book shop. Uh, it's uh, Kirby's Comics in Hanover, Pennsylvania. We actually did a. Uh, a podcast with them before mm-hmm. uh matt there i talked to him and and eventually one day hopefully maybe this fall i think or maybe late summer we want to do a comic swap where there's no money involved we're going to meet at the shop we're going to have a back room i'm going to pretty much have a list hopefully of maybe like potential or comics that people are going to be bringing to trade and to be a comic swap you, you bring what you wanted to get rid of other people bring what they want to get rid of you know what you want they know what they want they know what to trade so, and yeah. maybe even toys, who knows? Yeah. And I mean, that, that's like a throwback to, to our days when we were growing up. I mean, I remember going over to a friend's house and, and swapping comics, especially if I had doubles of something, he had doubles of something. 
oh, you yeah. know, trading it back. Even, you know, I used to borrow comics from people all the time, yep. you know, and, and vice versa. So, you know, it, it's had, a great. Yeah. Go ahead. My friends and I, my friends and I, there was like four, four of us, four or five of us that, that collected comics at the same time. We had two comics that went around between the five of us, probably like a rotation rotation of probably like three different times. And it was ElfQuest number one, ElfQuest number one and Saga the Swamp Thing number 22. And it went around, it went from from collection to collection to collection. And I actually ended up with it because I bought everybody's collections. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely if you're, if you're into comics, if you're in the, you're uh, like the Hanover, Pennsylvania area, or, yes. or thereabouts uh definitely check out jason's instagram page uh family heart fun food uh because like i said he'll throw up issues there of ones that he has or whatnot and who knows if you're in his area you want to do a swap uh jason's open to it so definitely yeah, check I'm that out uh and also guys you know don't forget you can check out this podcast uh we're on anchor itunes pocketcast overcast google play anywhere you find a podcast uh you'll find this one jason Thanks again for coming on. Jay, it's always a pleasure. Uh, yeah. And, and an uh, adventure. <laughs> it, it always is. It always is. And like I said, uh, over the next couple of weeks, uh, each time Jason and I meet to do this, uh, at least for the next couple episodes, we're going to do more Lord of the Rings versus Game of Thrones. I think oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not giving away a big spoiler here. The, the final yeah. matchup obviously is going to be Aragorn versus Jon Snow. So that one's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll pick some. We'll pick some other interesting ones, and uh, oh, we'll yeah, see. yeah, got some in lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once we get done with that, who knows? Uh, so, stuff you don't need to know is also on Instagram. So, if you love the verses and you have an idea for one, send me a message. And uh, if it's something that Jason and I know, we'll do it. We'll 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 get those guys guys and gals battling. And we're old, so we, we, we know movies. We, we, we can go way back to the 80s, so early 80s, <laughs> late 70s. We can yep. do that, so let us know. Let, let yeah. you know. Yeah, don't, don't think, though, we could do, like, radio drama. Like, don't ask us to no. do The Lone Ranger versus Little Orphan Annie, because, no, we don't know uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do listen to old-timey radio stations, like the, like the old radio downloads and stuff like that. So I have listened to some of those like the radio dramas, but that was years ago. So yeah. <laughs> hey, what you know? and oh. like <laughs> the shadow, the shadow knows. And yes. The shadow knows. And it was, that was actually a really good uh, podcast for that time. <laughs> so. Those kind of were the original podcasts. If you think yeah, about they were, it. yeah, they were. See, we're already thinking about uh, future episodes for this. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's better so. for the imagination, television or radio, uh, programs radio podcasts or whatever you want to call them radio programs i don't know yeah anyway. sure <laughs> sure <good>. whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> so again i want to uh thank jason for coming on and i want to thank everybody for listening and this is jay i'll talk to you guys later <laughs>